Hey, would you do me a favor? Go ahead and have a seat. And uh, we're going to get on with the rest of our service. But before we do that, I want to say hello and welcome to everybody watching us on live on Facebook. Hey, we're glad to have you. Would you give it up for all those people who watch online? Make them feel welcome. Thanks for being a part of our family. Hey, listen, if you're in the room today, thank you so much for being here. It's summertime. We're excited. We have a great summer season ready for you here at Christ Community. Would you do this? If it's your first time, you should have got a bulletin on your way in. And on the bottom of that bulletin, there's a connection card. If you would just do me a favor, fill that connection card out. And whenever you fill that connection card out, put it in or bring it to the information desk right next to the coffee shop in the lobby. And we would just love to meet you and give you a free gift. But hey, one of the things that we do here at Christ Community every week is we give. And uh, we are so thankful for all the people who give here at Christ Community because because of your generosity, we are able to bless not only people in the church, but people all around the community. I don't know if you know this, but our, our youth group just had a summer kickoff this week and we saw over a hundred kids walk through the door. And it's because of your generosity that we get to do things just like that. So I just want to say personally, thank you. Thank you for being generous. And uh, thank you for being generous to the church. If you, if you want to um, tithe or you want to, uh, if you would like to give here today, there's going to be a couple different ways that you can give on the screen. One of the most popular ways to give is to give using the Christ Community Church app. If you don't have the Christ Community Church app, it's basically the one-stop shop for everything that you need to know here at Christ Community. There's a calendar section and all kinds of different things on there, but one of the most popular things on there is the ways that you can give on there. So if you would, if you would like to give using that, uh, you can download the Christ Community Church app in the app store today. Um, but I'm going to ask the ushers to come, and I'm going to pray, and if you, have, if you hold your tithes and offerings in your hand, we're going to pray. Let's pray. God, we thank you. Thank you for blessing us so much that we can be a blessing back to you. God, we thank you for what you're doing here in this church and what you're doing in our lives personally. God, we thank you for being a blessing to us. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Well, hey, like I said, we've got an exciting summer season happening here at Christ Community. One thing that's happening today is our Lynch team, uh, our, our missions team just left the building and they are on their way out to serve people in Lynch, Kentucky. Yeah, can we give it up for them? We just like to remind you guys, pray for them. Pray that they make the right connections down there. They're going down there to do a work trip. Pray that they make the right connections, they meet the right people, and they do the right thing. So we would love for you to remember them and your prayers. Another thing that's coming up that we did um, last fall is how many of you went to Sight and Sound? Would you wave your hand if you went to Sight and Sound? Oh yeah, I know everybody that went to the Sight and Sound Theater really enjoyed it. We're gonna take that trip again. And uh, if you would like to sign up for that trip, they're all gonna go down and see Samson together. It's a great opportunity to connect with your church family. Um, that is going to be on September 4th this year, but you have to register early. So if you would like to go, you can sign up and pay on the Christ Community Church app. Another thing that's coming up right away is summer 
blast. This is going to be our VBS this year, and I want you to know that it's only a couple weeks away. So if you have kids in preschool through fifth grade, sign them up for Summer Blast. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. This year, it's going to be over at the CCC Life Center. If you'd like to sign your child up, you can go to cccmurphy.com forward slash Summer Blast, and you can get all the information you need there. All right, well, we're going to go ahead and get on with our service, and uh, it's actually my privilege today to introduce a man that I really look up to. Um, Pastor John Nordstrom is in the house with us today. And I just got to say, <laughs> Pastor John, if it wasn't for you and your family, I wouldn't be anything that I am today. And uh, it's because of your influence that I am where I am, and I know this church is so thankful for you and your family. So can we give it up? Can we stand up and can we make Pastor John welcome today as he comes to sing with us? Good morning. Hey, that's it. Thank you uh, this morning for uh, such a great reception. Noah, thank you for those words. Uh, that's more than we uh, deserve. But how good it is to be here. Uh, I, if I took the time this morning to speak of the influence of Christ Community Church on my life, uh, that's all we would get done. But there's so many of you out there who have uh, personally impacted my life, and you've uh, really made life rich for me. So, thank you again for letting me be here today. Rick called, Pastor Rick called on Thursday and asked if I would come down and preach today, as if I was fired up and ready to go. <laughs> I'm this church, this the service is going to turn out. But uh, we couldn't resist, and we, we made the trip, and here we are. I've been asked to sing. I was hoping you would applaud. Um, I sing old stuff. Um, you know, I'm, I'm just not Hillsong. As much as I love them, I have a daughter in Hillsong and granddaughter, and uh, yeah. But this song was written back in the 20s, and uh, it was a song that impacted its uh, writer. I'm glad that uh, I have an accompanist here this morning. Where is she? All right. She's accompanied me many times, and... Um, so, here we go. I would love to tell you what I think of Jesus Since I found in him a friend 
so strong and true. I would tell you how he changed my life completely. He did something that no other power could do. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cared for me. Every day he comes to me with new assurance. More and more I understand his love and grace. But I'll never know just why he came to save me. Till one day I see his blessed face above. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. No one else could take the sin and darkness from me. Oh, how much he cares for me. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. There's no other friend so kind as he. Standing O. I'd come back next week if you'd invite me. Um, I was telling you the truth. I I don't sing much anymore. I'm I've kind of I'm kind of saving everything. I I'm singing at my grandchildren's weddings these days. There's still one upcoming, so I do vocalize a bit for that. So I trying to make myself look good among my grandchildren. I did, however, um, in the last year, uh, get an invitation to sing at uh, a Weight Watcher meeting. (laughs) I was an attendee at that time, and somebody suggested that it might be nice if I sang, and so why I ever consented to do it, I don't know, but I did. And I sang the Lord's Prayer. You know, it has that line in there, give us this day our daily bread. I thought it was 
fitting for, for Weight Watchers. <laughs> so that's one of the more rotund crowds that I've ever sung for. Um, but neither here nor there. I'd like to uh, invite you to join me in the book of Ephesians, the letter by Paul to the church at Ephesus. And I'm going to be reading from the second chapter. And you he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, in which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Paul's saying that's what you used to be. Among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, just as the others. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I don't know how you deal with your Bible personally. There's so many ways to do it these days. It used to be our custom when we stand up to preach Everybody has your Bible, hold it up. And your Bibles would go up all over the congregation. Now, not many people are carrying Bibles. It would be better if we said, everyone hold up your telephone, your devices, and uh, it would fill the room. But however you look at Scripture, it's so important that God's Word, the Bible, be a part of your life. And this chunk of Scripture that I just read to you, which which clearly delineates the kind of people that we are outside of the grace of God. We need to understand that. Because I think, and I'm going to sound like an old guy for a few minutes. I hate it when I do that. But I think the world has gone soft on sin. Too many things are cool. The song has to be cool. The preacher has to be cool. Everything has to be cool. And who doesn't like to be cool? I'm not being critical of cool. I'm just saying everything is not cool. And the condition of man's soul in this culture today is not cool. So. So the Bible has become an integral part of my world and my day and it sounds awfully religious, but I try to start 
every day with something from God's Word uh, and spending a little time with the Lord uh, in prayer. That's important to me. And through the years, and it's been a lot of years now, I, I, hard to think about, but I gave my heart to Christ seven decades ago. Not quite, but seven decades sounds pretty interesting, pretty impressive. But I was just a, a young teenager when I was invited to give my heart to God. And I hadn't been steeped in a lot of the stuff I've read about today, but, but my sin separated me from God. And as a young boy in a Sunday school class, I, I somehow spiritually felt distance between myself and God's holiness. And there was a chasm between who God was and God's expectations and his wishes for me. And I was invited by my Sunday school teacher to give my heart to God. And I knelt at the basement steps in that church and prayed three words, God help me. And somehow God interpreted that three-word prayer into an earnest prayer, and that prayer is still changing me today. It's still changing me today. Amen. So I, I've had a custom through the years. Whenever I have listened to someone preach or someone teach, and they hit some profound point from God's Word, I just write it down in the column of my Bible. And I was just going through my Bible. This is kind of a, one of my newer Bibles. It's, it's not well broke in yet, but I was just going through it just in the last day or two to see some of the things that I, I'd written in the column. And what I'd written in the column in this chapter that I just read to you from was two words, but God. But God. And those, those two words have provided for me a, a handle because I've faced crisis in those last seven decades. I've been in pl places where I didn't know which way to turn, didn't know what the answers were, but God. Amen. But God, who is rich in grace because of his great love for us, Amen. made resurrection out of death. So I don't know where you are today. You may be here today. You may be here struggling with something. You may feel like there's some dead areas in your life. I'm so pleased to announce to you that Jesus Christ loved you so much Amen. that he gave his life to take care of situations Amen. that you find yourself in. And I can look around this audience and I can identify people who have become particularly close to me through the years because I was there and had the privilege of participating in life changes that took place in your life. And that's something that needs to be ongoing in the body of Christ today. I remember, in fact, my first visit to Christ Community Church. Do you? I remember my first visit. Phyllis and I moved here from South Bend, Indiana, and it was our first Sunday morning uh, at Christ Community. We're meeting in the gymnasium at that time, and I, I didn't know. I, I'd been a pastor for several years in South Bend, but I didn't know what the church thought about this uh, old guy who was the pastor's dad coming in here to see what, to see what things uh, are like and how things are going, and I just waited for someone to shake hands with me. And 
A guy walked up to me. He was in bib overalls. He had on a necktie that had the text to Amazing Grace. He put out his hand. He said, my name's Baggett. That's Baggett, not Sackett, not Boxett, but Baggett. <laughs> and so Baggett became a friend of mine. And through his life, until he died, I learned things about Baggett, and he learned things about me that made me love. It was an episode in my experience here that caused me to love this body. See, when I found Christ all those years ago, not only did I find Christ the Savior, I found Christ who is in his body, the church. And I love the church today. So I, I put it in the column, but God. I've faced situations right here in this building where we've just had to say, but God, only God can help us. I was going through, as I said, the text night or two ago, and I wrote somewhere in, I think, in the book of Hebrews, quit being so irritable. I don't know what was going on that day. <clears throat> I, had a, I had a bad spot. But all sorts of strange things you'll find in the column of my Bible because the impact of Scripture has hit me squarely. So when we left here, and by the way, from that start with Christ Community Church, uh, we, we just became members of this congregation, and you've loved us, and you still applaud when we come home. So thank you for that. And so when we left here for the last time, because I've left twice, I went back for another episode in South Bend, but then came back and was so happy to be back. And then it was just time to coast in to Ottawa, going back home. And I remember the nerves that I had at that time. I thought, oh, this could be the bottom of the ninth. You never know. This, this could be the end of, of our career. And uh, I struggled a bit to really rediscover myself and reinvent, reinvent myself, even in the home church. But I have found, I have found that the church still needs us just like it needs you. Here's, here's a conviction of mine. I think everything the devil throws at us is an attempt to diminish God's purpose in our life. Jesus made it clear. Jesus made it clear early in his ministry, you are the light of the world, a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. You are the sons and daughters of the living God. He put us on a pedestal, and anything the enemy can do to destroy that mission in your life, he'll do it. And so I would imagine that even in this congregation, there are folks who have said, I've sinned, I've made mistakes beyond my ability to, to, to recover, but it's not true. It's not true. Something happened to us in the last, uh, well, in the last few years since we went home. Into our home group came a young man. 
And I'm going to ask my wife to come up here and explain to you in the next few minutes what happened as we invited this new family to our church. Come on, honey, I forgot about you, but I'm working you in. <laughs> Sorry about that. It's an adjustment, not just uh, for your day. One day I woke up, I didn't even know what day of the week it was, you know. So I said, I gotta do something about this. So I found me a job <clears throat> and I work a little bit now. But even in the church, we found this an adjustment because everything's already going. So John and I decided we'd just do what we always do and that is uh, have home groups. And uh, our church has many of those, but we decided to have one. And sometimes there are videos, and sometimes there are book studies and Bible studies. <clears throat> this year, John and I said, we're going to do something different. There's people in the church we don't know. So we're going to, once a week, invite somebody into our house for dinner and just get acquainted with them. We'll do that, a different person, a different family every week. Well, the first week went by and we had a family over and enjoyed their kids and just learned a lot about them. And then the second week came along. <clears throat> the second week um, was two widows. They'd been widowed um, just in the past year. And he's going to tell you the other, the beginning of that. But one of them, uh, they were sisters. They each had a child, one in high school and one in eighth grade. and. Uh, the boy, had, the one husband had been in our home group, but his wife had never come, and he was dying of cancer. And so his aunts had invited him to church, and we, he was part of our home group. So now she, now that he had died, she was there. But right before he passed away, her sister's husband was killed. He was an over-the-road truck driver, and he got killed while he was coming back from St. Louis. So we suddenly, because of his death, they started coming to our church, and they came to our home group, uh, which was dinner. So we played games with the kids. We said, bring your favorite games. So after dinner, we played the games. And then we got to talking. I said, well, you know, next Sunday is Palm Sunday. And they just had this blank look on their faces. Uh, you don't know what Palm Sunday is? So I explained to them about that. Oh, uh, so I said, um, how are you enjoying church? And they said, we're loving church. But uh, I said, well, do you know a lot about the Bible? And they said, oh, we know nothing. We've never even been to church before. I said, uh, okay, how about David? How about Noah? Every time, this blank expression on her face. Now, I'm talking about two women. One of them owns her own home. They've got these... They're wonderful cooks, they're wonderful community, uh, they have jobs, they work in the community, they graduated from Ottawa High School. But in that moment, I learned that I was not in Southern Illinois anymore. I am not in the Bible Belt. I'm up near Chicago where people have not one idea. As I went through and asked them different people, they said no, and I said, whoa, how would you like it if we played catch up? How about if you come to our house once a week and we will, I will just give you an outline through the Bible so that you'll know. So that first week when they came, 
I just picked up the Bible. I said, okay. And we gave them each a Bible. We said, let's turn to the table of contents. When have you ever had to start a Bible study with a table of contents and say, this is Old Testament and this is new and this is what the word testament means. And they were so excited. And then every week since then, so God just changed the direction of what our home group is. Every week they come to our home group. <clears throat> They've become members of the church and they're getting ready to be baptized. So, so God's got a plan for your life. Just let him work it out in your life. Aren't you glad somebody taught you the scripture? Aren't you glad you belong to a church where the word of God is lifted up? I'm so glad. So glad. So just before we came up here, the night before we came up here, uh, our two young widows in their 30s were in our home and their new Bibles in hand. <clears throat> uh, and we, we pointed out, did you, did you notice that, that some of the words are in red? Uh, those are the words that Jesus said. Really? Oh, that's, that's cool. <clears throat> Learning the very basics, stuff that we've learned since we were kids. We used to stand up and watch our children sing the B-I-B-L-E, yes, that's the book for me, and all of that. You would think, wouldn't you, that somebody would have taught you John 3.16. You could, you could learn that and in the end zone of an NFL game. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. I leaned over toward uh, one of the young ladies just before we came up here. What's her name? Not Mindy, but Tiffany. I said, Tiffany, I want to show you a verse of Scripture. And I opened uh, my Bible to the book of Philippians, the first chapter in the sixth verse. It's a verse that my Sunday school teacher had put in my hands all those years ago, and it became a life verse to me. And I read it to her. I said, look what it says. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. And it was my privilege to point out to her that there, you've, just now you, you've dropped us. It's like you've dropped a stone in the water, and, and you're seeing the circles go out, and your, your influence for Jesus is going to grow from this point. And I felt the presence of the Lord Jesus in the room as I explained to that young woman that God had her in his hands. And I expect the time I come back next, great things will have happened in their life because the word of God preached and taught brings about change. <laughs> when it looks bad, just say, but God. But God, <clears throat> we've all had experiences in our life when we've had to do that. When I, when I read this verse of Scripture and I say, but God, it, it transports me different places. It, it transports me to an early time in my life when God first called me to, to preach the gospel and the difficulty that was involved in getting all that worked out in our life. I remember 
When I say, but God, I remember the time that we sold our home or got, got out of our home and went to St. Paul, Minnesota and decided we were going to give three years of uh, time to study uh, God's Word. And our, our hope was that we would go out and pastor a church, maybe something like this, you know? And so we spent our three wonderful years in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I graduated uh, after three years. And there I stood, able to answer all of the questions that nobody was asking. And I was wanting desperately, we were wanting desperately a place to serve. And really nobody called. I was surprised. And it came down to where the school invited me to remain as, as an instructor at the college. Nobody else wants you, we'll take you. So much to my disappointment, I took that job, and in the first year of my teaching there, I became very ill. I was, went to the clinic, and uh, blood work was done, and I was invited to come back, and my doctor looked at me and said, why haven't you told us what your condition is all about? I said, well, I didn't know. And so she solemnly walked into the room again on another visit. I'm thinking bad things don't happen to good people. I was waiting for a diagnosis. She looked squarely at me and said, my recommendation is that you give your children memories. I was only in my 30s at that time, but she said, I suspect that you will not live to be 40 years of age. And so here I am pushing 80. Uh, <laughs> I finished that year knowing that uh, that diagnosis was over our heads. And at the end of that, that year, I was invited to go on the choir tour and I was very sick at that time, but I thought, if I do everything right, if, I, if I'm obedient, if I, if I remain strong, uh, God's going to work in our behalf. I took Philip with, Phyllis with me on that trip. She monitored my blood pressure throughout, and we got home, and I was in an all-night recording session. And uh, the next morning, the president of the school called me uh, into his office and uh, had this nice letter, a lovely letter. Dear Pastor Nordstrom, we believe that it is in your interest and in the interest of this college to end your teaching at our school at the end of this school year. And I'm stunned. I didn't know what to think. I was by myself in that office. And then he added this little addendum. He said, and uh, yes, uh, but we'd still like to have you do a promotional tour for the school this summer. And I thought to myself, right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I left that office today, um, or that day, uh, still a Christian, but, I'm, <laughs> but, but, but just barely, just barely hanging on by a string. I went back to the house, and, and I'm, I'm thinking all the way to the house, 
I've uh, given my best. I've consented to teach at the school. I've done everything right. God owes me. Phyllis was on the porch waiting for me and always engaging that sixth sense. She seemed to know that things were awry. And she asked me what happened, and I told her. And she didn't overreact. She just listened. And like a good wife, she said, uh, you think, I think you probably ought to take that promotional tour. <laughs> and I did. I took the promotional tour, pr- promoted the school through, through the summer for the next few weeks, and uh, that was it. No place to go. We were all dressed up with no place to go. We'd given our year to the school, and what are we going to do? So we said, well... We'll just continue to give our children memories. We'll just keep doing what we think God wants us to do. We'll take the next door that's open, and the next door was happened to be Ottawa, Illinois. There was a church there. I mean, there was a building there. No people, but there was a building, and that's where we went. But give your children memories. That, that's one of those deals where you say, You have to say, but God. The God factor, but God. And so we gave our children memories. And we just kept giving our children memories. And they grew up. And they had babies. And so we, there ought to be some pictures up here soon. Our kids had babies, and we gave our grandchildren memories. And now our grandchildren are having babies, and we're giving our great-grandchildren memories. It pays. It pays to write the right words in the column of your Bible. Sometimes you just have to say, but God. Things aren't going well in your life, but God. Your marriage isn't what you'd hoped it would be, but God, stay close to God in the church. Your children aren't doing what they're supposed to do, but God, remember the God factor, and he'll never let you down. So I don't know what this morning you might be experiencing in your life. I know that uh, in my years at Christ Community Church, God put us in touch with some uh, great experience. We came here, we sold our house in South Bend, the greatest house we ever owned. It's brand new. We left it to come here. Uh, Phyllis has never let me forget that. Uh, The best house in South Bend, and I bought a piece of junk in Murfreesboro that you wouldn't believe. <laughs> you could see the water marks in the family room. The water had been stood in there so long. <clears throat> My friend Tim came by, and uh, it was courteous, but just barely. <laughs> he said, you must be out of your mind. <clears throat> but God, and we made a home out of that house, and we made a home in Christ Community Church, And I would suggest that you 
do the same. Amen. I'd like you to stand with me. <clears throat> One of the things I always loved about this church, you weren't afraid of the altar. You always showed up at the altar. And I, I would just like to say in closing this morning, if there's something in your life, maybe a discouraging day, Maybe an event coming down that nobody knows about. But you just like to come and spend a few minutes in prayer. While the music plays, would you come? Amen. Why don't you all come? prayers come up closely the prayer team will touch your life let's pray together let's lift up your voice to God let's thank him for life let's thank him for his word God we praise your name thank you for Christ Community Church thank you for the privilege of being here this morning you're a good God. Thank you for the things you've brought us through. Thank you for being present in our life this morning. Thank you for letting us sense your presence. Thank you for helping us find the, the things that we were born to do. Let us be the light of the world. Let us be a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. Amen. Father, I thank you today for the privilege of being here. Take the words of our mouth, the meditation of our heart, and let them be acceptable in your sight, O oh Lord, our strength and redeemer. And the church said amen. Amen. If you need to go, you may go. If you'd like to stay, you may remain. There's a reception in the lobby for Kathleen Hines. Please join. In our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise. We pour out our praise, it's your breath in our lungs. So we pour out our praise to you, Lord.